Rhymes with Decora is a project of Inspired Media. Find us online at iloveinspired.com. Welcome back to Rhymes with Decora. I'm Benji Nichols, your host of this podcast project, a project of Inspired Media. We are here telling you stories about communities you love by people you trust. It's been a great journey so far. Show number 18 today. We are excited to have two very special guests from a very cool place here in Decorah. Welcome Carmen Hurley and Ann Grimstead from the Good Dog Center in Decorah. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for taking the time to uh, to come and chat with me today. Thank you for having us. Appreciate Hello. it so much. Well, Carmen and Ann, uh, it's been a minute lining this up and helping our conversation happen here. But uh, before we get too far into it with the Good Dog Center, I know that you are both uh, not only moms of amazing families, but also moms of dogs and furry families. And I think uh, as briefly as we can, we should introduce those as well. So Carmen, tell us a little bit about your, your family and your dog family. All right. I have three human kids. My kids are Matthew, Michael, and Eva. Matthew and Michael are in their 20s, and Eva is now 12. I also have six dog kids. I have three Rottweilers, a Shih Tzu, a Border Collie, and a Collie. So I have a full house. That is amazing. And of course, the resources to manage them all. And uh, I do. accordingly, I, yes, you've got I the do. knowledge base, which helps with six dogs, I <laughs> right, think. Right, definitely. And Anne, tell us about uh, your family and your furry family as well. Well, I am married to my husband, Joe, and we have two human boys. Max will be in ninth grade and Oscar will be in seventh grade this year. And then we have two golden fur babies. Um, Herky is 10 and Fletcher wow. is four. Yeah, oh, 10 and 4. Okay, on the, mm-hmm. on the dogs as well. That's yep. that's super exciting. And of course, <laughs> if people don't know, we have uh, Athena, who's a Bernadoodle, and she is about two and a half, so she's still all sorts of adventures, but uh, who, we're, not, we're not here to talk about her so much. Uh, so the Good Dog Center has been around. Uh, Carmen, you've been involved in, in business in the dog world for 20 plus years. Is that correct? That's correct. So we opened the Good Dog Center in 2000. And I had been involved with dog training with Beth Ank, who used to teach dog classes at the fairgrounds in Decorah. And she and I got together and decided that it would be a good business to have in this area, a good resource for people. And so we, uh, when a building came available, we opened the business in 2000. At that time, we just did training classes, grooming, and a little bit of retail. Mm-hmm. And we started teaching dog classes year-round. Yeah, that's amazing. And of course, I know from some other talking that we've done and and some other work that your original location when you uh, started with a physical location was, uh, was it actually quite near where you are now? Yes. Is that right? So it's right next door to where we are now. It's in the building that is currently Letterworks on Highway 52. And we were there for five years, and that's where we got the business going. So we've yeah. come full circle. What a what a fun history to see that happen. When I caught up with you, uh, since we got our dog a couple of years ago, it was over on, um, I guess, Mechanic Street, sort of in that mm-hmm. area, uh, the other part, part of Decora. And that space was really fun as well. Um, and of course, along the way, uh, the business has grown, interest has grown, all of those things. And you guys have found yourself in a really unique space, uh, which we should talk about, right? 
right away. If people don't know, um, the Good Dog Center is currently located now at the old Knob Hill, north on 52 near the North Wind Road turnoff there. Uh, and it's such a great, unique space. Um, we could talk about lots of different things. We might as well cover that right now. Anne or Carmen, feel free to, to say how you kind of found that space or how it came about. Um, and it's yeah. such a, it seems like such a natural fit now that it's all there and happening. It's a really good, uh, a good story. Yeah, I it's think. perfect for us now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got involved in dog training with my older Golden um, when she was a puppy. She had some naughty behaviors. And so we <laughs> immediately started dog training and had been involved in it now um, all of her 10 years of her life. And then through the Good Dog Center, uh, got more involved with different aspects of training and watched Carmen's business grow and decided that, yes, it would be fun to find a location where we could offer more services or she could offer more services, we could expand services. And that began the process of looking either for a space or a piece of land to build on. Yeah, yeah, which, and of course, those things can be sort of hard to find in this neck of the woods. Uh, Decor is in a bowl, of course, as we all know, and space can be tricky to find. And Knob Hill had been sitting there sort of not really utilized for a couple of years and is yet such a great open, big space, a unique space, somewhere that people have lots of memories of and visibility of, of course, on the highway, too. So it's kind of a fun, a fun, uh, a fun spot for you guys. Um, so that's really that's really an amazing thing. I love I love driving by there and seeing uh, seeing what's happening all the time. But uh, OK, so also. There were a couple other folks who became kind of integral in the process as you started to grow into this new space, right? And I think it was Pam Long one of those people as well? Correct. So Pam Long and Julie Wittry. So yes. when we, uh, Anne and I and Julie and Pam got together and started talking about expanding the business and finding a different location. So they were very much a part of that whole process. So we looked at, as Anne said, we looked at land, we looked at different buildings around the area, and one day just decided to go look at Knob Hill and we all four of us went at the same time and walked in there and <laughs> and as we started walking through the building we we all at the same time I think we're going you know I think this might actually work I think we could use this I think we could turn it into what we want so yeah Pam Long moved here from Georgia to for training she used to come up here and do training seminars for us and uh, was ready to retire from her business in Georgia and so she moved up here last year and we're lucky to have her and Julie Wittry is from the area and has been very involved in dog training. She's currently an instructor at the Good Dog Center also. Yeah. And uh, so she became a part of that too. And I think one of the most interesting things, if folks aren't familiar, I mean, these are people who have years and or decades of experience that they've brought mm -hmm. with them to our area. So not only have you, you know, how, what, do, what are your earliest memories, I guess, of being involved, having a dog, starting to do some actual kind of training work? Was that something you did as a child, as a young person? I or? didn't do it as a child. I would have loved to have done it as yeah. a child, but I didn't. <laughs> I actually got involved with it when I was in college and I was attending Luther and my, I had moved back in with my parents. I had moved back from the University of Iowa and went to Luther. And so I was living there, and they had a black lab who was really exuberant. <laughs> and I signed him up to take him to a basic obedience class with Beth oh, wow. at the fairgrounds. And he was, it was, he was horrible. He was like the worst dog in the class. And I ended up retaking the entire eight week class and he did much better the second time. I'm happy to report. But uh, Beth at that time invited me to go watch a little dog show that was being put on in the community. And I went and watched it and I was kind of hooked. And that was, I think that was in 19, 
1995. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's something you've also mentioned. And I guess, Anne, I'd love to hear your, your story too. I mean, you had mentioned, uh, along the way that, so the dogs came before the boys or about the time, one of the boys, uh, the, one of the dogs somewhere in there. So we, Joe and I had a golden retriever that we rescued um, about the time we got married. And then she was around when the, the boys were born, but then she passed and then we added Herky to the family Uh, after the boys were born. Yes. So, Yes. Appropriately um, named Herky. Yes, I think I may know you went to the University of Iowa. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It was a contentious uh, conversation between Joe and I, but yes. Uh, <laughs> that's, I love that. But as you were saying, so Herky, maybe as a younger pup, also showed some uh, some behaviors you weren't so happy with? Right. She definitely was a, a strong-willed puppy, and she's still a strong-willed <laughs> dog, and not having... I'm familiar with these. <laughs> yeah, r- correct. Not having experience outside of having farm dogs, um, mm-hmm. it was it was a little bit overwhelming, and then having two small boys, it was a little bit concerning as well. So yeah. I very much remember leaving the message at the Good Dog Center <laughs> saying, please help me. My dog is snapping and snarling at me, and yeah. having you know Carmen call me back and give me directions. Um, and that led to a private lesson, and then to yep. a group class, and Absolutely. she's yeah, she's now fully retired. She's earned a utility title and a, yeah. a rally master title, and yeah, now she's a great member of our family. We're gonna we're gonna plow through a couple of things you just mentioned too, in case people aren't familiar with what those are. But Carmen, would you say that that's sort of a familiar story that you hear from people? Um, I grew up sort of the same way with outside dogs or mm-hmm. dogs that were really familiar. I wouldn't say farm dog necessarily, but they were outside. They weren't, um, you know, they had a lot of run. They had a lot of freedom. They were good they were quite good dogs but they kind of knew where they were and what they're doing and it's a very different thing than having a dog in a house with a family or with a person or a first dog or things like that and so i'd imagine you maybe hear that story quite frequently when people get a dog and all of a sudden go oh boy mm-hmm. <laughs> we were not equipped or not as equipped for this as we maybe thought we were yeah it's it's very very common and i think you know people are really really busy you know in general yeah. and so People are working, have full-time jobs, and they have kids, and the kids have activities. And so a lot of times the dogs just aren't aren't getting quite the structure and rules and training that they need at a young age. And when you make those changes, it can really completely turn around the relationship you have with the dog. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And those are all services you guys offer. Now, I know with our own pup, we started with, I think it was puppy kindergarten, mm-hmm. I think, was the, was the <laughs> class. And I think maybe Aaron did it once and I did it once uh, with Athena and then kind of worked our way up. Um, and Athena did her spot testing here uh, probably over a year ago now. And we've been, uh, we've fallen off the training wagon a little bit here in the last year, but we'll we'll get back on it. She's She's been doing a good job. But, you know, it's <laughs> one of those great. things, once you start, like you mentioned, and there are, you know, kind of small steps you can take. There are larger steps. You can start and stop a little bit in terms of classes because you you pick up those tools as you're learning and then you can apply them to your own dog, hopefully, mm-hmm. <laughs> and or go back to the professionals, pick up some more tips, keep working on it. And it's a it's a lifelong thing, you know, for sure. Um, of the dog and the and the human. Um, so some of the other things I wanted to mention, of course, with Good Dog Center is that, uh, first of all, if people want to find out more information, gooddogcenter.com is a great place to start, yes? Yeah. And of course, being out on Highway 52, it's a pretty visible location. People are also welcome to just stop by, um, probably by themselves first without their dog to, right, right. <laughs> to check in and see how things go. Um, but beyond the classes as well, uh, Good Dog Center also offers grooming. So grooming of dogs, which has become something that I think is a very high, high demand thing right now in our mm-hmm. area, if I understand. And grooming schedules often go out quite a ways. So if people are looking for that service, they need to make sure they're calling ahead and planning, right? Um, training and boarding. Train and board, I think, is one of those things that's a really unique service you guys are offering and something we could even talk about.
talk a little bit more in the second half of the show, but um, do you want to mention just what Train and Board is, either of you? Sure. Um, so Train and Board is a service where you can bring the dog to us. They're boarded with us. They get trained uh, to have two training sessions a day, plus they get exercise and, and attention beyond that. And it's nice for people. We have a variety of people who use the service. So either we have young dogs or puppies who are sent to us that where the owners want their dog to get started off right, mm-hmm. um, and they're yeah. busy themselves. So we'll keep those dogs for usually between two and four weeks and get them started. And we also have people that use us as a service when they go on vacation and they don't they want their dog to have extra attention, extra exercise, even some training while they're gone. So we have quite a variety of, of people who use the service and, and we love it. Yeah. Well, it's a really unique service, I think, for around this area uh, because it's not just boarding. You guys don't do mm-hmm. just boarding, but Correct. it is a board and train situation. And so it really yeah. is like a, it's kind of like a, a pretty good ca- a dog camp. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for, it really kind of is. For to go there yeah. and hopefully come back with some of those skills that you're you're hoping they can bring on. Um, other things I'll mention too, just of course then uh, with, um, you guys have a retail space alongside the grooming, also do some service dog training, which is something else I think we can talk about in the second half of the show. That's something that's really interesting and unique. Um, obedience competitions. That's something else, Anne, like you mentioned earlier, I think we should run through some of those terms uh, because that's something I don't even fully understand. But obedience competitions are really interesting and you both have had great success at them. Um, tell us a little bit about how that works or what those look like if you're if you're on the front end of wanting to get involved in something like that. I will have to defer that to Carmen. (laughs) She is by far the expert. (laughs) So the American Kennel Club, the AKC registry, they offer a variety of dog sports that you can do with your dog. And obedience is one of them. Obedience and rally and agility. Agility people have probably seen on TV with the obstacle courses. Um, Obedience is a competition where you do more formalized healing, jumping, retrieving, um, hand signal exercises, those types of exercises. So people can a lot. In fact, most of my students um, started with dogs that were coming through pet classes, mm-hmm. and they got into higher levels of training just because they wanted a more well-behaved dog. Yeah. And eventually, they decided to try the competitions for themselves. So we've we have a lot of fun with it. It's we've got a really great supportive group of people that do it, and everyone is welcome. All breeds are welcome yeah. to do it, um, including mixed breeds. So they don't have to be purebreds. And so they can earn these certification titles, or what they're called. So mm-hmm. there's different levels. Um, a CD is called a companion dog. That's a novice level, and then it works the way up to what Ann mentioned, uh, UD, which is a utility dog, which is the highest level of obedience competition. Yeah, very cool. And if you're on the front end of it, I mean, you would probably want to do a couple of your basic classes, your basic obedience, kind of work your way mm-hmm. up, see how your dog is working, see how you work with your dog, uh, yeah. and get some of that experience under your under your belt. Before yeah, you. we like to have them go through the canine good citizen level before mm-hmm. they start the competition classes. Sure. Yeah. And then, of course, there's all those all those interactions and exciting things. But one of the coolest parts, of course, about your space now is that you guys have a really neat area that you can host some of those things as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of a larger area. So all sorts of cool things. Well, we're going to take a quick little break here. My guests today are Carmen Hurley and Ann Grimstead from the Good Dog Center in Decorah. Check it all out at gooddogcenter.com. So many cool things. And we're going to be back more in the second half to talk about dogs in just a second.
Arms of Decora is brought to you by Impact Coffee, roasting and serving the world's finest coffees in Decora since 2015. Visit us on Water Street, open daily for coffee and Nordic waffles, cocktails, beer and wine every Thursday through Saturday. Download our app for quick and easy ordering and pickup. And that is the one and only Mr. Sean Brown from Impact Coffee in downtown Decorah helping bring us the show today. It's Rhymes with Decorah. And thank you to Impact Coffee for the support. We appreciate it and all they do. Mr. Sean Brown, another dog lover in the world I know. Man, that guy. He's so mellow. His dogs follow his lead. They're just mellow dogs. They can't help it. It's fascinating. Maybe I need to take a, need to take a hint from that, I think. <laughs> But it's Rhymes with Decor. My guest today, Carmen Hurley and Ann Grimstead from the Good Dog Center. We appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy schedules to be here. One of the fun things that I think about your new location out on Highway 52, being a former supper club back in its day, the old Knob Hill, is that there have been a number of puns that seem to have come out of this arrangement along the way. Uh, and a couple of those, uh, the Pupper Club, of course, to me, comes to mind first. I mean, that's sort of an, an obvious. Uh, Dog Hill was another one that I think I saw thrown around. Either of you have favorites that have come out of this, uh, out of these, uh, these things? <laughs> There are so many. <laughs> there, yeah. there are many. Yeah, well, the happy hour, that's got to be that's a favorite. The, that's the other one that I was going to ask you about. And things, in terms of uh, services you guys are offering, the yappy hour, I think, sounds pretty awesome. Uh, somebody tell us about that for sure. So we, we decided to keep the bar at Knob Hill, and we went ahead and applied with the state and got our liquor license. So now after our events, our dog show events, or even we've had an, we just had an open house where we offered yappy hours so people can come out from certain times and bring their dog and have a drink. And we had ice cream cups for the dogs. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was, it was a blast. So we're, our goal is to do more of them coming up here. What a hoot and what a great way for people to come out and check out the space. Um, of course, if they're, if they're with their well-behaved dog, yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> do a little bit of socializing as well. Um, that is, is super cool. I know, um, I know Carmen from, from a previous article that we did with you and for Good Dog Center, there were a couple of things that came up that we always find fascinating to talk with people in terms of starting businesses and Anne as well, feel free to, to nod in on this. But you know, one of the things I remember that came out of that, some of your business article was um, a question we like to ask about like, you know, is there something you wish you had known before you started? And your answer particularly really, um, it rang really well with Aaron and I kind of having started a crazy business on our own and not knowing if it would work and all those things. But I don't know if you remember your answer from this. I think I do, but you can repeat it back to me. I'm, no, and I'm, I'm happy to read it to you. And I think what you said was just in hindsight, uh, you wouldn't have followed... Um you wouldn't have allowed the negativity of any, you know, from any others who didn't believe in what you were doing to influence the choices you made. And that, you know, your advice was your advice is just be to a business owner to persist and surround yourself with people who are a good support yeah. system. And I thought that was such a good answer. Yeah, it, you know, it is hard, and you know, looking back, I can I can certainly understand why. People would be hesitant about about me starting a dog training business in a town, you know, with sure. eight thousand people. Yeah, we're eight thousand people in the middle of yeah, almost nowhere, right? right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's I, you know I can certainly see that that side of it, but I also knew the community well enough to know that that yeah. I really believed that it could work. Yeah, and um, and so I did. I just surrounded myself with people who were very supported and very supportive and like minded people and. And who were enthusiastic and 
wanted to help me grow the business. Absolutely. And, well, and, and something yeah. I think is so interesting now is that you have clientele coming from quite a distance, right? To utilize your different services. We I don't do, know if you want to yeah. give any examples of that, but I mean, yeah, we have, I mean, we have regular training clients who come from Rochester, La Crosse, Waterloo, um, on a, even a weekly basis for classes. Yeah. And then we have our train and board service. We have people come from all over the Midwest for that. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a super cool thing. I know I have uh, some family in Rochester and some other areas. And when we had Pupper and we were doing some traveling or other things, we even check in with them, the big dog people, and just say, you know, where, if you're looking for somewhere, if we're going to be in town for a couple of days or something, they'd be like, well, I don't know, you've got the better place there. So you're like, <laughs> you've, got, you've got the great resource right in front of you. Uh, so speaking in terms of those resources, too, and when you started doing classes, what um, do you remember who you worked with early on in terms of teachers or people? Because I, I have my own story about this, but I'd like to hear yours, too. Sure. Um, I think that I had Carmen um, pretty early on. I'm trying to remember who did my CGC class. You might have had Scott, uh, one of the past instructors. Sure, sure. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Yep, yep. So, yep, I do remember Scott. And then I started having doing classes with Carmen, I believe. Yeah, and it's really what's amazing to me is that you have um, sort of curated, for lack of a better word, at the Good Dog Center, a really great group of teachers and trainers as well, people who are bringing it. We mentioned a couple of those people earlier, but there are others. So when we started working with our dog, Athena, uh, Ellen Drew Stone was Mm -hmm. teaching a lot of the the intro, the the puppy kindergarten, and then the next steps, basic obedience and some of those. And um, I have known Ellen and Eric over the years, but I didn't know them very well. I knew Eric through some past work at Luther and some other things. Uh, so it was really fun just on a personal level to get to know Ellen, but also see her if people don't know, she has a, a career in education previously mm-hmm. and is, is mostly retired at this point, uh, except for her dog world, which is a full-time job and more from what I can tell, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is awesome. But she brought all that teaching experience with her and just translated into training and dog education and some of those things. And so, you know, that's just one yeah. of the other people that's in the mix. Um, Pam Long, as we mentioned too, brings decades of experience um, in some of the same breeds that I think you have, right? Yeah. Yeah, Rottweilers. Uh, Rottweilers and really unique and and just a really, we have friends that have worked with her and just a real high quality training, very quick learning kind of type of classes, which is awesome. Yeah, I've been really, really lucky to have the instructors that we have. Ellen, as you mentioned, who was a professor at Luther for many years. She also was teaching dog classes way back uh, with Beth Ank when I was taking dog classes. So she has a long history of of education and she's a wonderful instructor and then Pam who actually also has a degree in education and then yeah uh, 40 35 40 years of dog training experience uh Shirley Richards one of our other instructors she um was a trainer at the Cooley Region Humane Society in La Crosse for many years mm. she taught for La Crosse dog training and and now is teaching for us so I mean she also has probably 25 years of teaching experience for wow training classes yeah. So, and then Jill, our other obedience instructor, she she like Anne started taking classes herself, and then eventually uh, started teaching him. Absolutely, yeah. And it's just incredible to have a you know a group of people like that that can offer the advice. Or if one person, you know, it's one of those situations if one person doesn't have the exact answer, they can say, well, oh, let me ask so and so. Yeah, let's, definitely. You know, you Cross talk. You learn mm-hmm. all those different things, and all of a sudden you're picking up skills from each other, and that's a really incredible thing to have out there. Um, the two other people I'll mention that I know that are involved with Good Dog because we uh, Athena goes there for grooming as well uh, would be um, uh, with Amy Stratty and then uh, Matthew. Um, 
I can't mm-hmm. say his name. I don't remember. Fullheart. Yeah. Fullheart. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. Who are your groomers? Okay. Yes. Now, I, you know, I have never gotten the chance to ask either Amy or Matthew what convinced them to to work in dog grooming, but I would think they have an enormous bucket of patience that they go to every day <laughs> and a love for furry animals because it has to be an incredibly difficult job at times. Yeah, grooming is grooming can definitely be challenging. Um, Amy has been grooming for about 20 years. That's what she wanted to do. She went to school for it, and um, she came to the Good Dog Center a few years ago. I actually had contacted her to see if she wanted any extra grooming hours. I was really over um, overbooked and struggling to keep up with the grooming demand, and she came and she loved it and ended up uh, coming to work for us full time. So I'm really blessed to have her. And Matthew started last year. Amy trained Matthew, wow. and he's doing a great job too. So I'm yeah. I'm very lucky to have both of them. They work really hard. No, that's awesome, and we are we are thankful for their services as well, for sure. Um, yeah. So. Aaron always helps me when I'm talking about uh, getting ready for these conversations in the podcast and kind of coming up with who my guests are going to be and what we might talk about and what would be fun questions. So she threw out two questions that she said I should I should ask you guys as well. Uh, and so I have two fun questions for both of you. Um, now, I know from talking with Ellen Drew Stone that one of the things she loves teaching as well are tricks or trick classes or, or helping dogs, you know, keeping dogs engaged and doing some of those things. So I've learned a few things from her over the years. But how about you guys in terms of your own dogs or teaching a trick or a favorite trick that your dogs have um anybody want to mention something around those lines or a favorite skill your dog has even? oh boy you know i have to say i don't know if this is counts as a favorite skill i have to say probably the most impressive skill i have been able to teach one of my dogs uh who is one of my rottweilers and she's been my most challenging dog that i've ever owned um and so she's taught me a lot for that reason but she, we had to, she was a resource guarder when she was young. Oh, so wow. she didn't want to give up food or objects that she found highly valuable. Uh-huh. And we have really worked hard to, to work through that. Well, now she has, this year alone, she has caught two rabbits and dropped them on command. Oh, my goodness. Alive. <laughs> And they ran off. And yeah, so that, I would say that's the most impressive skill I have ever taught. And if you knew this dog, you would understand really why that is impressive. That is incredible. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So the training really can work if you stick with it and yes. are persistent with it. Yeah, that yeah. would be my most, uh, I would say that's my biggest brag. I like I like it. That's a good one. How about you, Anne? Either, wow. either of your pups? Any, I, I don't memorables? Have, I don't have anything like that, but I would say um, Herky's biggest trick is she loves to retrieve tennis balls, especially at the lake, and she can oh. she can retrieve two to three of them at a time. She can <laughs> fit wow. a couple in her mouth, and then she will swim around the third to get it to the shore I and have bring to, them all out. I have to ask, is she a good jumper? Will she like yes. jump from a dock? And yeah. It's the right, right, yep. right kind of dog, too. Yep. We, yep. Uh, we're Absolutely. still working on that. Our, our pup loves water. She loves to go into water. She doesn't love to swim thus far, but she really loves water. <laughs> It's interesting. Every dog's different, right? Yeah. But the, it's fun to watch a dog just take the flying leap off the dock, right? Yes. Anything yes, for a absolutely. tennis ball. Yeah. That's that's really fun. I love it. Uh, okay. And the other one she threw out there was what are maybe one of the most memorable or funniest moments that you've had in a training class or a competition? Because there has to have been, I mean, at oh, some boy. point you do just have to <laughs> shake your head and laugh, I would imagine. Yeah. That happens at almost every competition. We shake our head and laugh. I mean, there's one thing that, that dogs will teach you is how to stay humble. 
Yeah. So um, no matter how much training you do or how much time you put into it, at some point they are going to humble you in, in front of other people. Um, boy, I don't know. We have such a good time at our trials and classes. We really do try to laugh a lot. I've had students, um, Anne, I think, was one of them that, you know, broke out in song in the middle of class with another student. Um, yeah, we've, <laughs> we've had people crawling on the floors during class. Mm-hmm. We've had, yeah, dogs jumping over people. We do oh. all kinds of crazy stuff, but we, we definitely have a lot of fun. I love that. How about you, Anne? Uh, I can think of one competition obedience trial that I was in with Herky where we were doing an exercise called a directed retrieve and there were three gloves that are equally spaced out against the wall and you're supposed to pivot and and point to the one that judge wants you to have the dog Uh go retrieve. Uh And so Herky went and retrieved the gloves she was supposed to retrieve, but then also went and picked up the other two gloves, (laughs) took a jump and then came back to me and everybody was laughing, including the judge and myself. And of course, extra credit. I just wanted to make sure she got it all taken care of in one shot. Yes. And she was so proud of herself. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. (laughs) One of the things I love that you mentioned in that too, Carmen, is that it really does become, even just in doing an obedience class, a basic class, you get to know the other people that are in your class. And it's not so much about the dogs interacting, but you do interact with people a little bit, or you just kind of create that bond. But those, that community that you've created around, uh, you know, dog training and just the common shared experience of having a dog or a young puppy or some of those, you know, frustrations and things is really incredibly valuable. I mean, that, that as a community in its own, mm-hmm. I think is what people have realized um, just brings so much to not just a business offering services, but really a community around that. So that's a very cool. Yeah, very we've definitely cool had some long friendships formed yeah. between people. Yeah. Because of taking dog classes together. Sure. Well, yeah. and I can mention, I know, I don't know about both of you, but I know there in terms of the obedience um, uh, competitions and some of those things, people will also travel. So you guys will host competitions here, but then you travel all over. Some people, you know, go quite mm-hmm. a distance to compete in those things. And so you meet people from all over the, all over the place as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. This has been a really fun conversation. I really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day. There's so many other things we didn't even cover and talk about, but if people are interested, they should definitely check out gooddogcenter.com. Also Facebook, you've got a great group where you share things and share opportunities that are coming up, training and all sorts of things like that. Um, or if people want to get a hold of you just give you a call or stop by too that makes sense right yeah yeah we'd love to hear from them awesome we appreciate it well Anne and carmen i really appreciate you both taking a uh a time out of your day today to be here and chat with us it's the good dog center in decora 2955 highway 52 north the old knob hill supper club uh and you can find out more at gooddogcenter.com thank you Anne and carmen we appreciate your time Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. This is Rhymes with Decora, a podcast project of Inspired Media. You can find out online all about Inspired at iloveinspired.com. We are there. If you've enjoyed the music in this podcast, it is the work of Mr. Nick Zielinski. He is a drummer. He is a decoran. We appreciate his work. And we will enjoy seeing you, hearing you, (laughs) right here on Rhymes with Decora next time. Thanks for tuning in.